Ew, did you see the video? Okay. Did you see the video from the fight last night of what's-his-face licking the other guy? Like, where he was, like, Okay. What? I swear to God, I saw a video on Twitter of, and I don't know their names, like, but one guy was, like, licking him, and he was bleeding. (laughs) Is that a foul? Like, I don't think you should be able to do that. It was very upsetting, and I'm like, I don't think that that's, okay. I'm such a turd about fights that I purposefully won't pay attention. So, no, I didn't see that. That's gross, though. I didn't even really mean to see it. But he was licking his chest, and there was blood there. You want to know what I didn't mean to see, but I literally can't unsee? Yes. Why would Dennis do that to the cereal? (laughs) I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe it's not, maybe it's not cinnamon crochet, yeah, maybe it's like a fiber cereal mixed in with his Fruit Loops or something. No way. I feel like it was, he definitely mixed Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Fruit Loops. That's aggravated assault. And he was proud about it because he posted it on his Instagram. It's aggravated assault. I literally can't let it go. Every time I eat cereal, I get mad at Dennis. <laughs> Why you got to do that to the cereal? Oh, I just saw the lick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He did God. lick him. He, he did him. lick him. And it wasn't just, like, one lick. It was, like, a la, la, la. La, la, la. Yeah, he got him multiple times. It was a Shakira lick, and I'm <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? We're back. We did kind of take a little break over All-Star Weekend. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. And it's nice to be back. We haven't been recording. We haven't been keeping notes. We've just been leisurely watching sports. And it's been a nice break, but it's also nice to be back on that routine. Jesse and I went to the Friday night game, Thunder versus the Denver Butt Nuggets. And I was pretty anxious about this game. We haven't won against Denver in seven games and we always show poorly there's always like a whole mood around it and I just was really anxious about how the game was going to get started and our friend Tim actually treated the babes to the game which was really nice and we went to this restaurant and we went in like ready (laughs) for the game just being cute And they were like, do you have a reservation? (laughs) And then our friend Tim was like, well, actually, I'm VIP. And then they sat us. I mean, they did sit us. But they watched us the whole time. Yeah. I mean, we were definitely on shenanigans (laughs) watch. We didn't deserve to be there. No. But it was a good time overall. 
You know, I wasn't nervous about the game at all until we were sitting there and the game was about to start. I and then I got over, really nervous. And my friend is so quiet. <laughs> it's so serious. And I'm like, I got really scared. Do you want to go home? <laughs> like, I got it together. We do always, we have a history with Denver and it's not pretty, but we squeaked out a 113-101 win. So that's exciting to start the, just so I don't forget to do it. The Thunder first to 100 theory continues. The Thunder reached 100 first. Lou Dort scored, assisted by Dennis, and we squeaked out a win. So we're keeping that going, which I think is super cool. Yeah, this was the first game back after the All-Star break, so I was kind of nervous because you never know what they're going to look like after an extended break. I thought the game did start out a little slow on both sides, but overall I was pretty pleased. Um, I also wrote down... Gallo looks tan. Like, first things first, he went on vacation. We saw the lifeguard pictures, and his tan was nice. Aviator sunglasses lifeguard moment. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what all they posted over the break. I just remember Gallo with the glasses, Dennis and the cereal, and then they said that Steven trained his dog, but I haven't seen, like, any pictures of the dog, and I'm kind of upset. Well, when he said he had a Belgian Malinois, I was already like, oh, okay, you're one of those. <laughs> it is what it is, ma'am. But also, how have I not seen a picture yet? I'm kind of let down by the internet. The yeah. Malinois, it's a whole thing. He was like, it's kind of like a German Shepherd. And I'm like, yeah, you idiot. (laughs) And for those of you who may not know, Jesse and I worked at a vet forever. So we're (laughs) like, why don't you know what a Malinois is? Yeah. I've also just heard too much. Like people come in with their wolf hybrids and I'm like, you're a liar. So breeds get a little weird. And then I'm like, Stephen, did you get it from Germany? I have questions. Right. Like, is there official paperwork? Is this a fancy dog? Also, can I just see a picture? Can I see your dog? Yeah. Mostly. Hi, can I see your dog? Can I see your dog? Uh, when we were walking to the game, there was a couple getting professional pictures taken with a golden retriever, and they were trying to hold the golden retriever, and yeah. the dog was not happy. No, he just trying to play. make a big exit. And I'm yeah. like, please don't jump out of their arms. But also, can I see your dog? But I didn't want to, like, bust into the picture and what's be like, what's his name? Yeah. yeah. There's things we need to know. Do you consider what Shay had on as a pair of jeans? I'm going to go ahead and put it in the denim category. He had on another, like... Sweater moment, Tupac sweater. I don't know if it was a hoodie or a sweater, if it was a hoodie sweater, but (laughs) he looks good. I'm kind of weirded out because everybody knows I've been watching if he has jeans on or not. We have seen, this is the second pair that he showed up to a game in, and both of them have been recent. But then over All-Star break, he posted that ad with Levi's. 
And I'm like, I've never once seen you wear a pair of jeans like that outside of this ad that you're posting right now. I would like to think it's because he's like, I can wear jeans too. Maybe. Because he's been on Jean Watch 2020. Maybe. He's like, y'all need to stop playing. Here's a Levi's ad. Right. I can make jeans look good too. I don't think they posted everybody's walk-in. No, but it I wasn't. I thought Dennis looked good. Dennis always looks good. He had on pretty basic jeans with a pastel pink hoodie, a little purple galaxy moment jacket, and a lilac beanie. That hoodie, that uh, galaxy jacket was real nice. I could uh, add that to my wardrobe and be really pleased. Overall, I super liked it. What I did not like, one, we couldn't check to see if Mike Moose did, in fact, grow a mullet over the break because his was not posted. Also, is Nader reading? I don't know. Mike Moose Mullet Watch 2020 is in full swing. and Confirmed. It's, it's getting longer back there. I feel like... You've stated your feelings on a mullet. We know you don't like them. Our friend Tim said he likes it, and I'm kind of like somewhere in the middle. He only likes an ironic mullet, which is (laughs) outrageous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Only if it's ironic. I'm like, okay. But how does one know (laughs) when a mullet becomes ironic? Ironic, yeah. But I do feel like it's confirmed it is a baby mullet. And I guess I'm kind of just in that window of I don't really know how it makes me feel. He didn't get to play against the Butt Nuggets, and that made me a little sad. Yeah, I was hoping they would bring him in, but they marked him as did not play coach's decision. I'm like, okay, fine. So to start this game out, we had that Steven Tagallo alley-oop. And at the time, I didn't think that was going to work at all. But they proved me wrong. It was one of those moments where I, like, sharply inhaled and was like, no. And then it, yeah. it just worked. It just worked. Yeah. It was fine. And then Steven I think made it was, a lot work. Steven looked good. Big night from Steven. And, yeah, he looked great. I'm trying to um, work myself into saying Jokic's name because it's very hard for me to say. I don't know. There's like a little mental lapse when I try to say his name. The Monstar. Monstar. He looks good offensively. I'll give him that. He's still a bumbler. I don't know how somebody can score 32 points and bumble that much. Literally bumbles around, throws up shots, and they go in. He really couldn't miss either. It was kind of hurtful. Yeah, he scored a lot in the first quarter, too. Well, and they didn't get any threes up in the first quarter and through a little bit through the second quarter. I didn't write down the actual timing, but I know they put up a lot of threes and they weren't going in. Yeah, I thought... Well, I actually wrote down the Denver butt nuggets looked like a butt nugget in the first (laughs) quarter because they did not have a good start to the game. 
I think it was 27 to 17 Oklahoma City at the end of the first. That's kind of how I worried that our opening quarter was going to go. So I was pleasantly surprised when we opened so well. We struggled a little bit through the second, through the end of the second and the third, which I mean, surprise, surprise. Surprise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Grant also checked in in the first. Everybody was cheering for him, except for that one guy behind us. And I'm like, I'll sit with him. Yeah. He was like, no. We remember what you said. We know what you said. Yeah. Also, at the end of the first, we had the little moment where Dennis got fouled and he put his feet straight up in the air. (laughs) Yeah. And he laid there forever. Who went up? Who went over there and grabbed him by his feet? Was it Steven? It was Steven. And I'm like, if Steven's grabbing you by your shoes to stand back up, I just don't feel like you're hurt. I feel like he's saying to quit these games. Get up, Dennis. Yeah. I love Dennis, and I love all his shenanigans and all his activities and all his nonsense. It's shenanigans always, and I'm here for it. But also, whenever he got up to shoot his free throws, Chris Paul went over and was checking on him, and he was kind of giggling and, like, patted Dennis's back. And I'm like, sir, just shoot the free throws, please. Just shoot the free throws. I saw a quote from the game recap that said, if you pay attention, you'll see all of us out there encouraging each other. We're each other's biggest cheerleaders, and other teams aren't like that. Some of them don't want their teammates to perform well so that they can get minutes. And Chris Paul said that they're just out there taking care of each other. And I feel like that that's evident. Yeah, I agree with that. I also feel like that's why they're doing so well. It just is a different feel, I think. Trying to think what all happened in the second quarter. We went on a 9-1 and one run for the second half start. That is the biggest thing that sticks out to me is we came back from halftime, went on that run, Denver called timeout, and then they responded with a 10-0 and 0 run, and then that's when the games began. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> this, is, we also... this is when we start to lose. <laughs> lose our composure. Mm-hmm. We also had that Gallo offensive foul. He did a spin move, and when he did, I can't remember who was guarding him, but he was significantly shorter. So when he did a spin move, his elbow caught the guy kind of in the face neck area. Oh, the supposed flagrant? Yes, and then they reviewed it, and they did say it was a flagrant foul. So at the game... I mean, I'm not really thinking rationally when I'm at the game because I was like, he didn't touch him, you know, like screaming with everybody else. When I saw it on TV, though, I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't feel like he was trying to do that. I think that the height, the height difference was the biggest factor, but I can see like he did get him in the face. I knew there was some contact. Yeah. I didn't think that it was flagrant material. No. But I guess if you're trying to set a precedent. Yeah, I mean. It was just a mismatch, though. Yeah, I wouldn't say I agree. 
I mean, I think he was just making a spin move and it just kind of happened. But I'm also like, okay, fine. If that's what we're doing, fine. Gallo had 15 points. Steven Adams had more points than Gallinari. I feel like that is worth discussing. I don't and they think played Gallo the same looked amount, good. They played the same amount of minutes. Yeah. He had an off-shooting night for sure. There were, there were a couple plays towards the end of the game where he was getting it together. Yeah. But overall, yeah, he had a rough shooting night. I think my favorite thing that happened in the second quarter, I think there was like three minutes left, and Dort had intercepted a pass, and he was leading the fast break. And then his layup bounced out, which made me super sad. But then he stuck with the play. He forced another turnover. And I'm just like, that's the kind of hustle I want to see. Right. It's like it didn't matter that he missed the layup. He still stuck with the play. And there's a lot of players that wouldn't do that. No, they won't attack the basket. And that's really frustrating. And so to see him continue that through. Ludo had 11 points. He played 22 minutes, and I think he looked good. I thought he looked good, too. Um, He did miss a couple of easier shots, but, I mean, honestly, that's going to happen. He had the same amount of points as Shea, and Shea played 39 minutes. Yes. Yeah. And then Chris Paul hit that three with, like, 30 seconds left before half to tie the game at 46. And then towards the end of the half, he drove and got fouled, and he did miss his free throw, but we're going to give it to him. It was tied at 48 at half. I forgot it was tied at half. Same. I definitely, like, being at the game, it didn't feel tied to me, because I even remember messaging messaging you and saying that I didn't really have a certain part of the game where I was like, what are we doing? But then when I rewatched the game, I was like, oh, yeah, they kind of fell apart before halftime. But they got it together. I also do this thing, too, where when I go to the game, I'm not as focused on the scoreboard as if, right, like when you watch it on the TV and it's just posted right there, I get, like, really wrapped up in the gameplay And then I just completely forget about the score. Like, you could ask me at any point in time who was up, and I probably wouldn't be able to tell you because I'm so wrapped up in watching the ball, watching the players, watching everybody's body language. So I'm really bad about keeping score at games. The vibe of the game I was impressed with, though. I thought, overall, Oklahoma City played very well. I have absolutely nothing to complain about, especially because, like I said, we've lost seven games to the Denver Butt Nuggets. I was anxious. Yeah. I didn't like our chances. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if we lose, it'll be fine. But I really wanted to – I think it sets a statement when you come back from All-Star break. And – because those games are always kind of like a gimme or a gotcha. And – I feel like it set a precedent that we had a really nice win from a team that's doing really well. Yeah. And then third quarter, Dort comes out. He's down in the corner. And 
he made a nice little drive for an easy layup to start the third. So I just feel like overall he's very good at reading what they give him. Um, you know, if Making he's got the ball, yeah, if he's got the ball and he has a shot, but he also sees that Gallo is wide open, he will pass to Gallo, which I like because Gallo's a shooter. But Dort's also not afraid to take the three. And sometimes if you try and contest him for a three, he's going to drive right past you. So overall, I just really like him. Yeah. He did get, I was worried that he was going to get into foul trouble again. Because it seemed like just right away in the first, he was already up in fouls. And I know he had a personal foul in the fourth, too. I think the only other thing I really remember about the third quarter, and I just feel like this can't happen because we've already stated that the Monstar is probably the Butt Nuggets best player. Mm-hmm. So I think Steven was running back late on the play. So Gallo had picked up Jokic. And then Steven was getting back into the play, so Gallo kind of backed off. But then it was this weird thing of who's guarding Jokic, because then nobody was, and he hit a three at the top of the key, literally wide open. That was, like, at the beginning, too, where we were like, is there a reason that Chris Paul is guarding Jokic? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. It's not a good, (laughs) it's not a good fit. No, I'm sure, like, they just traded. And I remember one time Chris Paul had to stop the ball and Jokic had it. But I'm also like, this isn't going to work out. I mean, and I know that Chris Paul has the ability to do it because he's smart, he's quick, and he, you know, obviously can make those adjustments. But I just feel like the mismatch was too rough. I'm like, there's somebody else who moves better, who Paul could be on. I super liked in Steven's post-game interview. They interviewed him on the court and then in the locker room too. But in the locker room one, he was talking about how they got the Nuggets to try and isolate Jokic for a little one-on-one moment, which he said is ideal because then it takes away like their cuts and stuff like that. But then also he was like, but we got to do a better job at defending him one-on-one. And I thought that made sense. Like, it did kind of disrupt their offense. But then I liked that he was like, well, we got to do better because he still did finish with 32. Oh, yeah. And he looked, when he was down low, he was dominant. Nobody could stop him. Mm -mm. On... About midway through the fourth quarter, we got the Nerlens dunk from the Dennis assist, which I remember turning to you and being like, I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen that happen. And it felt good. It felt real good. The fourth quarter was hot in the streets. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I didn't see this at the game. I saw it when I was watching the replay, and I sent you a snap of it because I was literally giggling to myself so hard. So with, like, six minutes left, maybe seven minutes, Dort contested that dunk, and he made hard (laughs) contact. But then 
Noel came in and blocked the shot afterwards, and they actually called the foul on Nerland, even though Dort had made the original contact. And over to the side, you could see Dort, like, put his head down and kind of, like, hold his hands in front of him. And it was just, like, this little cute moment where he was waiting to get in trouble. But then Nerland's got called for the foul. (laughs) Which wasn't super ideal, because that was his fifth foul. But It's always the last person who gets in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, so Nerland's is over there like, no, I didn't touch him. And Dort's over in the corner like waiting to get in trouble and I just thought it was really cute yeah I definitely wouldn't have seen that live but when you resent it to me it was a really good moment head down in the corner just waiting to be scolded do you have anything else super notable about the fourth quarter I just remember that monster he was running at Dort in the corner and he didn't close out so Dort got by him for an easy dunk His defense, I literally cannot. The next day after the game, I posted that I would never want him on my team. And I feel that because he doesn't even try on defense. No effort at all. I feel like it was notable that the game ended with Jeremy Grant missing a shot and Steven Adams pulling up the rebound. Yeah, and then there was that moment at the end of the game where Steven had the ball. There was probably, like, two minutes left, and this is the play that, like, sealed the deal for me about Jokic. Literally, Chris Paul was down on the block, and Steven was out a little bit more, and Jokic couldn't even be bothered to try and get around Chris Paul to guard Steven, so Steven had a wide-open lane. Yeah, he didn't even try to contest, and I don't like that. I even wrote, Jokic is a joke on defense. (laughs) You've been waiting to pull that out. Oh, my gosh, I have. He did score 32 on us, but also your defense, sir. And then I think what really sealed the deal is we got a CP swing towards the end of the game. And I'm like, hurt them when they're down. I like it. Oh, yeah. He definitely got him on that. And I was like, okay, we're winning. (laughs) And then, like you said earlier, it was a 113-101 to Oklahoma City final. It's worth noting to me that former OU tight end, the Blake Belldozer, was there. Super Bowl winner, Blake Bell, Precious Angel, fully bearded. I did see a couple of Chiefs hoodies down on the floor, and so I was looking. But then when they showed Blake, I was like, oh, hi, honey. Thanks for coming to visit. Let me see that ring. Should we get into awards, or do you have anything else? Nope, I'm ready for awards. Do you want to go first? Sure. My, that you're going to love this. My Mr. Thunder is Chris Paul. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Despite Chris Paul having seven of the Thunder's 12 turnovers, he scored 29 points. It was quoted that he told them that it's important to handle your business after the all-star break. 
And I can appreciate a pep talk after when he was interviewed and he was asked about thunder turnovers. He said, you know, I probably had seven or eight and I've got to be better. And I can just really appreciate someone who is encouraging and able to admit fault at the same time. And he still, still scored 29 points. And so I know you're pissy about the turnovers, but I loved it. Mr. Thunder all the way, Chris Paul. We're just going to skip my Mr. Thunder for a moment then. Okay. Because my cupcake award does go to Chris Paul. Dang, for, so hurtful. For the seven turnovers. I get what you're saying. I still felt like he was the captain of this game when we needed a shot. He made one. He was four of six on threes, three of four from the free throw line, plus eight, 29 points. I get all that. But when he wasn't scoring, I thought he looked very sloppy. So I do appreciate him being like, I got to do better because, sir, I concur. Seven turnovers. going to do better. It's not going to cut it. And I was, even though he was scoring, I was literally mad at him the whole game. I've never seen him be so sloppy. But also, like, I get where you're coming from. I was either super mad at him or, like, yeah, we got Chris Paul. So it was kind of like back and <laughs> forth for me all game. But I ended up, end result, I was mad. Seven turnovers, sir. Do you want me to do cupcake or do you want to do your Mr. Thunder? You can do your cupcake and then I'll end on my Mr. Thunder. I also have an honorary cupcake. Ooh. So, I well, I have a cupcake that I just feel has to be given. And since it wasn't yours, we're going to let it go. But my original cupcake, T. Ferg, baby, honey. Yeah. 21 minutes, zero points, no assists, one rebound. And I haven't, I've seen it on TV, but seeing it in person was a whole other different beast in any time he was past the ball. He was gagged. Yes. Tiford, take the shot. Also, I had to, he was my alternate for a cupcake award. And literally, I had to write down one rebound, one turnover, one foul, because the rest of his stat line was non existent. Non existent. And it is hurtful, but sugar. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, there's, like, actual fear on his face when he gets past the ball. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And (laughs) And I know. he just passes it instantly. (laughs) Even if he's completely open. I'm obviously on the Dort train. I love him. But I also want T-Ferg to be on board the train. Like, I don't want to just dump him. Can't but also, sir, I want to do both. I'm Team Tferg, but I'm like, honey, what are we doing? What are we yep. doing? It's hard out here. At this point, I would probably play Nader over Tferg because at least he's gonna go in there and give a hell, and I'll right. be mad half the time because it's always green light go. He's but gonna that's make better the shot. Red light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Do you have another cupcake, or was that just it? Well, my honorary cupcake 
It's for Jeremy Grant. We remember what you said, sir. We know you called us a sinking ship. Yeah. And then when you came back and you were interviewed on Friday night, you were like, I love the fans here. It's very special here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Because you said we were a sinking ship, sir. We heard everything you said. Also, I won't forget that. Oh, no way. Jeremy, sir, you hit us when we were down, okay? And, and we were really it. down. And I we liked Jeremy, and I was really hurt when he got traded to Denver. Like, it probably hurt, like, equivocally to the Paul George trade to me because I thought that Jeremy was a really key piece in our lineup. And then, like you said, for him to kick me when I was down, I, yeah. I won't forget Never. I guess we can end this on a good note. My Mr. Thunder is obviously Steven Adams. He played 32 minutes. He had 19 points. He even hit his free throws. He was 5 of 6. 17 rebounds. Seven of them were offensive. He had two assists, four steals, two blocks, and he was a plus nine. Also, he gave us the precious post-game interview because they asked him, you had a pretty big game yourself. What part are you most proud of? And he said, I don't know. Just happy we got the win, to be honest. And then he got all cute at the end, and he was like, yeah, sometimes these games happen, and just, like, brushed it off so casually. And if you haven't picked up on the fact that I love Steven – here it is. He played great. He looked rested. He looked good. It is worth noting that Mama had her new Stephen Adams jersey on. I did. Is it a like a coincidence that I was there in the jersey and he played so well? I don't think so. Definitely not. When universe is aligned. Also, when you looked and watched the whole game... I would just never want Jokic over Steven Adams. Oh, my God. The hustle level. It's not even the same stratosphere. Also, I don't really like Jokic, but you don't play defense, baby, and that's it. You have made that really apparent, this game recap, and I love it. I mean, I've always not been a fan But seeing it in person, I'm like, I don't get down with that. You just want to score, and that's it. But that's not how you win games. And and you didn't win this one, so. Bye. I know some guys like that. Yeah. All right, all right. Sunday, fun day. OKC funder. Spurs at OKC. And it didn't go anything like I had planned. I was ready for, like, a crunch time game. I was ready to be anxious and angry, like the last Spurs game. Yeah, the last game against the Spurs. That wasn't it. Well, so I was nervous. Was that at home, too? Long. Yes, because I went to it, remember? Oh, yeah. And it was trash. Yeah. Was, yeah, because Patty Mills and company wrecked yeah. us. Yes, I mean, the Spurs shooting was off. Yes, like we'll, that was like a little gift. We'll start. First things first. The shooting was off. But I just really think you're going to be able to hear the rain in the background, but it is what it is, I guess. 
It's uh, a thunderstorm. A thunderstorm. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so notables before we get into the game stuff. Who was your favorite walk-in? Dennis, I'm looking at it right now, actually, post-game, with the ribbed mock turtleneck, the beige jacket, the beige pants, the The pants, I think he bought, like, straight out of the women's section. Like I really liked that he was mixing neutrals, like his beanie was gray. I want to mix neutrals, but I'm scared. It it is nerve-wracking. It looks good. I think my favorite was Gallo, though. Well, well, lumberjack to my heart, sir. Yes. Literally, I can't look that good in a flannel. I was still struggling. I'm hearing my mom's voice in my head with the brown belt, black shirt moment. I would have went with, like, a black belt, but it's fine. But he did have the um, lovely Bones glasses on. I can't get behind that trend. I I don't care. I thought they looked good on How Italian you are, how unshaven you are, how much you're coming at me. That was the first person I've ever seen in a pair of those glasses that I thought could pull it off. Dang. First time ever. We also had another Chris Paul jacket moment. Plaid, stripes, peacoat, blue, black. Of course, SGA was out here offending me with his pants again. Those pants were so impressive with the, I don't even know what they're called. With the rings. Yeah, I mean, I Are think they parachute that pants? <laughs> the color of the pants is already a bold move, but then they put, like, all these straps and, I don't know. Accoutrement. <laughs> I was not on board with the pants. It, I do like that Dennis and Shay come with a fashion moment because it's very Russell Westbrook for me, so... Even if it's outrageous, I can kind of appreciate it because I remember many nights where I was like, Russ, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? That's true. Baby, what is you doing? Yeah. So even when it's outrageous, I'm like, it's fine. It's just Shay. Did you hear when they were interviewing Billy before the game and he said, when you hit that all-star break with that the, long all? <laughs> the all-star. The all-star. <laughs> I literally was fixated on it the whole first half. And the bowl. Yeah. You gotta pass the bowl. Yeah. Oh, it's not plaid. It's just stripes, but it's like big blocked stripes. Sorry, back to Chris Paul's jacket. And in the post-game interview. Yeah, the the collar is popped. And I feel like that he's in a ribbed undershirt, too. Okay. The, The coat looks kind of like Hunger Games to me (laughs) like at first I thought it was okay at walk-in I was like it's a bold choice but I'm fine with it but now with I don't think the collar was popped at walk-in or I didn't notice it I feel like I would have noticed it just took it to a level I'm not comfortable with I think 
Merlin's was very like, I'm here to play basketball in his black pants and his blue champion jacket. But when you're that tall, you can make anything work. That's true. We also didn't get a Nader walk in, so we don't know if he's what's reading. happening. Also, they haven't been showing Hami anymore either. And he normally looks cute in a little... He normally does, like, a little sweatsuit sweat moment. Sweatsuit moment, yeah. yeah. It's usually a nice color choice. I mean, I can't think of one time that it hasn't held true. We're on our way to the rest yeah. of the season. I first don't quarter. even super remember what happened at the beginning of the game. <laughs> first quarter notable. So exciting, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... Lou Dort came in and oh, did Lou Dort things. Yeah. He started out with that massive dunk down the middle. Which, keep it moving. I'm just still watching Chris Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> just still. I knew we shouldn't have started to do this until after post game. I knew we couldn't handle it. I always tell myself I can. But then I'm like, the interviews, though. I need to see okay. Okay. what their I think activity it's over. is. Yeah. So Dort got the big dunk. And then after that, the Spurs had kind of switched on defense. And Steven was posted up on a much smaller guy. And he spun towards the baseline and got a massive dunk. And I thought I was pretty impressed with the first quarter. I thought we came out really good. Um, it wasn't until the second quarter where I was like, it's slipping. We're slipping. Yeah. They did pull it together, but that second qu- quarter kind of skid. How many lead changes were there? I An think they said amount. 15. Yeah. I think that's what they said at the end of the game. But even though there were 15 lead changes, there was never one point except, like, a point in the second quarter where I felt like that we weren't within no problem. I just did the it, the it urgency felt different this time when we were playing them versus last time. I would say that's true. I just think, um, oh, well, now they're interviewing Dort, and how am I supposed to do this now? Just take a break, and we'll watch (laughs) it right now. How am I supposed to just get into the first half? I'm watching it. Also, my lights are kind of flickering. Oh. Oh. Look at that thick earring. You know, I do like a small hoop. I'm like, where did you get that? Who's whistling? Do you hear that? I'm like, is yes. that in my house? Is it in I'm my house? The police. Is that you? No. Who is doing that? It's got to be somebody at the post game because it's freaking me out. Why would I be whistling at you during Lou Dort's interview? <laughs> I don't know. Now I missed it because I'm like, somebody's in my house. I I'm, was talking about the lovely bones earlier. It was freaking me the out, dude. Also, the storm is really picking up at my house. It just passed here. The whistling, the storm. Wow. 
And the little picture they have up there, SGA, his hair isn't grown out, and he looks 12. Thank you, Lynn. I don't remember his hair oh being like gosh. that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I kind of do. He looks like a giraffe. He looks like a baby giraffe. Precious angel. I forgot before the hair. <laughs> I like his hair, though. I feel like it goes yeah, with the fashion that he's trying to bring me. I like the hair. I still don't like the pants. I mean, now I super don't remember what we were talking about. Um, I think we were just bumbling through the first quarter because we're still hyped <laughs> from the game and we don't really know how to act because everybody looked so good. Yeah, T. Ferg started the second quarter with an air ball, but T. Ferg, bless his baby heart. Yeah. Billy did say post-game that he was dealing with some back spasms, so I hadn't heard that at all, which is interesting. The Thunder were tied with the Spurs for 29 at the end of the first quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Dort had seven points, and Steven had six in the first, and they did kind of like hit a little bit of a lull in the second. That's but what they, I was going to call it. A lull. Yeah. They kind of went on a run before half. So if that's the worst for the game, I'll take it. Because they well, weren't out of the game then. Patty Mills was starting to get hot in the second, and I was starting to get mad. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, Not this, again. Is, this is how it starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, and if you just let the Spurs start making those threes, can you hear my cat? Yeah, I can. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's fine. And you letting start letting them get open for those threes, but I feel like that they were doing a lot better contesting the shot. I can't remember if I. I feel like I just want to be like it was because Lou was in, but he probably <laughs> was in. At the other game, too. Yeah. And I just don't remember. But I'm just like, oh, it was Lou. Lou won the game. He could have played the game by himself. I mean, he looked really good. I thought maybe he'd score more in the second half just because of the vibe of the first. But honestly, no complaints. No complaints Really at all. from anybody. Well, I don't want to, like, get on T-Ferg, but... We'll do it later. Sad. I know. When did Gallinari slam that dunk? The backwards one. I feel like it was definitely the, the first third. half. Or was really? it the first half? Dang, I, like I, I don't know. I, know. I, was so, I didn't take really good notes, obviously, because I was watching the game. I was having so much fun. I just remember in the third when Steven was guarding Aldridge and then Dort flew by him for the steal. I thought the ball was going out of bounds and he saved it. Big Dort game for me. I feel like he scored a lot in the first, but his defense in the second half. Get you a man who can do both. I know. I literally, I'm like, where did you come from? Arizona, ma'am. OKC was 61-55 at the half. 
The only notes that I have down for the third quarter, <laughs> Patty Mills, air ball, and a blocking foul. That's the recap. Because <laughs> I was um, so blessed when he threw that air ball. Yeah. I mean, I was generally having a good time watching, so I didn't take very many third quarter notes. I just remember we got the SGA Nerlens alley-oop. And then I remember Nader, who I've literally been teasing because it's always green light go. But this time it was green light go right at Aldridge. And he came at him hard and he scored. So I had a nice little chuckle about that, which I guess makes me a hypocrite, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, different games. It's just it's just different. And he was having a good game. There was a lot of notables in this game we have eight players with double digits chris paul got a triple double steven got a triple double sga got a triple double or was it double double it was double doubles double doubles double doubles you know what i wanted to i wanted to like go for it i was like yes (laughs) yeah for a minute i was just listening and i was like that sounds so amazing but I think it was (laughs) (laughs) the Thunder have done so well and you were just gonna believe all my bullshit but no it was double doubles but still you had me you sounded so convincing I was I was in all you gotta do is be confident about your bullshit yeah anybody will believe anything you say (laughs) yes but yeah eight players scored over 10 points which is a first in Thunder history to my understanding I think Dennis got around pretty well. I was kind of worried about his ankle, but he got that jump ball. I can't believe he got that jump ball. And then Steven fell. Well, no, no, no. I need to correct that. Steven did not fall. DeRozan shoved him to the ground. Which was upsetting. I'm like, we were literally just talking about how healthy and rested Steven looked and then they started tossing him on the floor and then at the beginning when Dennis ran out from the bench to help Steven up I was like thank you bros yeah that was cute thank you love you Lou led the thunder with 13 points and he hadn't missed a single shot yeah and it was just kind of that type of night because I don't think Nerland's missed either I think he was five of five so everything mostly was working homie got that massive dunk at the end which I'm like we had to watch Larry the Cucumber be in the slam dunk competition over homie that was the biggest joke I mean, literally, what did he do? A Superman moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah like he ripped said. his shirt off. Dang. Not impressed. Mike Moose came in. He scored. Bring Moose in. Moose came in, and your boy Burton came in. Everybody he got scored. to sit down and take a rest. And I'm like, yes, you're playing so well that you're getting to rest rotation players, and that's what it's all about. The only people that did not score was Tferg and Isaiah Roby. Well, baby Roby played like 
2.5 minutes. Yes. But I would have liked to seen him get a little baby bucket. Yeah. I'm waiting. He'll get but him first, one. man. Maybe this whole time T-Ferg has been hurt. Well, we I feel like know. since we're talking about T-Ferg a lot, let's go ahead and give my cupcake. The Thunder final was 131-103. And T-Ferg, he played 10 minutes. And he didn't score. Diallo and Moose played four minutes. And they got points. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be a turd or do, like, comparisons, like, to be hurtful. But I'm just saying that if he has been hurt, A, let people know that he's been hurt so that people can stop literally ripping him apart. Because he's getting a lot of shade for his playing. And um, because this is the first time I've heard that he's had back spasms. Same. And I'm like, so how long has this been going on? And we're like, T-Ferg can't play. Yeah. He can't play. He can't shoot. He can't do this. And so that makes me feel bad. But at the same time, Diallo, Nader, Moose, I mean, there's so many options to fill in some of those minutes. Especially if he is hurt. You know, like, I don't know what that's really achieving by putting him in. Yeah, and it's hurting his confidence. And I know that the rule is that we can't have the same cupcake, but it was just blatantly obvious in this game. And I don't want it being like that, but it was just the elephant in the room. Yeah. And it continues to be the elephant in the room, and if he's hurt and he has been hurt, then I feel bad, but at the same time, then why are we letting him play hurt and make bad decisions on the court? Yeah. I think I would be even more mad if he was hurt. Yeah. Because his confidence is red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were literally just doing... The Denver recap, talking about how when he gets the ball, he looks terrified. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It just sucks. I feel really bad for him. Same. But we have to do something different. Let's move into positive things. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, maybe, like, coaching staff should get Cupcake instead then if they're making – not making good choices and having him play through an injury per se. I don't know. They don't really let me know. (laughs) I know if they think it's manageable, I guess that's one thing, but depending on how long this has been going on, I wouldn't say it's manageable with what he's been able to produce, you know? So I, I don't know. I think I'm kind of on board with that. If he's hurt, what are we doing? But, yes, onwards and upwards. Overall, this game was awesome. It was so fun to watch. They're having so much fun, and you can just really tell that everybody's supporting each other. Nerland said post-game that this is the most fun he's had playing basketball in his seven years. And I'm like, thank you, sir. You could just tell they were having fun tonight. Taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give your Mr. Thunder? I mean, I'm going to give it to Lou Dort. 
Ludo. He's six of six, two of two for threes, two rebounds, two assists, three steals. Yes, yes, yes. He was a plus 36, which is outrageous, and 15 points. And the hustle, like, he snuck up on Aldridge and got that steal. I think he maybe stole it from DeRozan down on the post. The hustle's there. And it just seems like for somebody that can't even practice with the team right now, he gets it. And I can't wait to see, well, let me hold that back so I don't do anything. Let's not get wild. Yeah, let's not get wild yet. Anyways, he's going to get my Mr. Thunder. I have two Mr. Thunders that I want to give. The first one, the official one, is for Nerland's Noel. He had 10 points, five blocks. And for that wonderful quote, he said, you know, just like Jesse said, funnest year of basketball in his seven years in the league. You're just touching my heart in all the right places, sir. Thank you so much. We're so blessed, so moved, always going to give back (laughs) because we've been through a lot as Thunder fans. And so to hear that feels really good. Feels good. Feeling good. And then what's the second one? My secondary Mr. Thunder. I want to give it to Pop for giving Steven Adams the good game, but Pat. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Steven went over to talk to like, um, I saw Pop him and Billy were talking. Tim Duncan and uh, Pop and Billy were talking right after the game, and then Stephen ran over and shook Pop's hand, and then Pop kind of grabbed him back, said something to him, and gave him a little butt tap. Aww, appreciate you, sir, because we love Stephen and he deserves those accolades. I also love Pop. Yes, let's give Pop a Mister Thunder. Yep. I just love his interviews, okay? <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying God to think damn. who the Thunder play the Bulls. Next, though. The yeah, Bulls. Tuesday at the Bulls, Thursday, my birthday, they play the Kings, and hey. Friday they play the Bucks. Are we at the Bucks? At the Bucks. Dang. Yes, Joe Dirt Dang. <laughs> what if they win, though? I don't know. Dang. Uh, let's, let's start small. Let's start yeah. with the Bulls and the Kings. But yeah. I'm hoping that by this time, in a couple days, I'm going to be able to say the Thunder make the wheels on the bus go round and round <laughs> on the road. It's been a little bit. A lot I'm of home hoping, games. Yep, I'm really hoping for it. I think the part that I'm the most excited to be back for is our new Hot or Not segment. We kind of got into it a few episodes before the All-Star break, and it's easily one of my favorite things to do. I could probably just do a whole episode of Hot or Nots. Uh, We'll start, first things first, Hot or Not, spring training. (laughs) I always get super, super excited. Like, I was pumped for the first game. I was in there just like a regular season game. 
But then it got started, and this is definitely just a me thing. I don't like preseason anything. And I had worked myself up into how great it was going to be, but then I was let down because I just don't like I'm, – if it's somewhere in the middle – I don't sit well with that. So I was super excited, but then I was like, oh, yeah, it's spring training. I was super excited. The thing that's the most exciting is that I fired it up on the TV at work, (laughs) and there were so many spring training games available. I just couldn't believe that I had been blessed, and I wasn't having to struggle and search and try to find a platform to stream a game on. And I'm excited about spring training. Who, um, which one of your players got you guys on the board towards the end? Ooh, ma'am, I was already not watching at the end. Dang, you guys don't have, um, I'm, I try to keep up with your lineups, but I'm spoiled by, uh, names on the back of jerseys and Yankees don't do that. And I didn't have it's my glasses. It's a very exclusive club. Okay. I didn't have my glasses on. And I'm like, who is that baby who got him on the board? I think the the biggest thing I paid attention to, I think it was the second baseman had on number 69. Yeah. I was focused God. on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your service. I am excited that it's spring training just because we're that much closer to regular season baseball. So I am excited, but also it's hard for me to watch. Spring training, kind of hot. Also, we've just had, like, welcome back, more Yankees injuries, and that was kind of announced before the first game. Yeah, the first game. Dame, big game Dame. Who's on your mind, ma'am? Um, yeah. I mean, it was just injuries. They've got me down a little bit. But we're going to talk about that later. So let's get into the next Hot or Not. Since we're talking about Super Bowl champions, did you see Travis Kelsey front row at the Lakers game in a fuzzy cream cardigan and sunglasses? Travis Kelsey has been living his best fashion life, best, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, social life post-Super Bowl, and I live for all things Travis Kelsey forever. It's super hot. I thought it was hot. He was just chilling, unbothered with the sunglasses, watching the Lakers game. You could have told me, and I'm going to regret saying this, but you could have told me he was down there in a Texas Longhorns jersey, and I would have been like, it's hot. He could have had a cowboy hat on, and I would have been like, yes, Travis. Dallas Cowboys jersey. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I would have gotten there, but Travis Kelsey Kelsey is almost always hot. Yeah. I'm coming for your emotions in the next Hot or Not. Daddy (laughs) Dwayne Wade jersey retirement. It's hot. Oh, yeah. I've always liked Dwayne Wade. Dwayne and Gabby together. I just can't. Yeah, I can't even breathe. Yeah. They're showing a replay of the 76ers Bucks game on SportsCenter right now. 
And every time I see, is it Brooks Lopez? Brooks Lopez? You know mm-hmm. that hair. Mm-hmm. I just get mad. Remember when him and Steven were kind of going at it? And I'm yes. like, you can't beat Steven, okay? Thanks. Not with that hair. No. The hair's not hot, okay? So, is it my turn? I feel yes, like ma'am. it's my turn. We had more Lakers news, and they landed Markeith Morris. The part I want to know if it's hot or not, then they also waived DeMarcus Cousins, who had played zero games in L.A. after he tore his ACL during the offseason. I mean, I feel bad for DeMarcus, because that's He's rough. kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm having a hard time getting on the Lakers train. If you had to pick Clippers or Lakers, who are you picking? Oh my god. I mean Lakers. Yeah. I mean pretty easily Lakers. I I don't want it to be Lakers and I don't know why, maybe cuz I'm like I want it to be us. I'm still mad at LeBron that I went to the Lakers game and he was sick and didn't play. I feel like a North Carolina raise up moment, this one's for who? Us, us, us. And so I'm having a hard time focusing on any other team. That's fair. Except when, did you see Russell Westbrook basically try to fight the entire Warriors team? That was my next hot or not. Yes, God. He trash talked the entire Warriors bench, including Clay Thompson, and then got ejected. Clay was sitting there with his fresh hair, which always keep that hair grown out. Clay, please don't cut it. With those little, you know, he has that tight smile. Yeah, he didn't look impressed. Clay, he had his blazer on, he was all business, and he was just looking at Russ, and Russ was giving him the business, and I liked it. That's like- I thought it was hot. Classic Russ, though. Just fight everybody. Line them up, I'm gonna ruin you all. And I was here for it. it. Yep. I thought it was hot. Bonnie, at work, did not think it was hot. She doesn't like Russell, and we just can't talk about it. Right. I was like, well, ma'am- we have different opinions because I thought it's hot. She also jumped ship to be a Warriors fan. Yes, it's noted. Came in in that Warriors jacket. She says she can do that, and I'm like, well, okay. I guess I. I mean, I live for the age range where I can do whatever I want without having to have good reason. But really, that just means I want to wear sunglasses inside. Right. With, like, red lipstick or something outrageous. <laughs> I Me have at your ex's <laughs> job, letting her know she ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> For regularly scheduled awards, my Yes Queen is baseball-related spring training moment. Tyler O'Neill hit a home run versus the Mets. In the first spring training game, it was just a very satisfying feeling. Jack Flaherty opened the game. Dakota Hudson logged the win, and baseball's back. 
Yes. It was so satisfying to see Tyler nail that across the wall too, especially since he was having so much trouble in the season in last season with batting. And then in Sunday's game for spring training, Harrison Bader, a baby Bader hit a home run and he got another hit to left field as well. And after his struggles in hitting, I'm just ready. I'm like, let's do it. Let's hit some balls. Did Dakota have the high socks on? Dakota had on high socks. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's important to me. I don't know why. But yes, queen for spring training home runs. My oh honey is also baseball related. I'm going to give it to David Ortiz. He was quoted saying, fires looks like a snitch. And Mike Fires is the one who I guess outed the Astros first. And he went on to say that he should have said something in the moment. And I feel like, yes, best case scenario, somebody should have said something in the moment. But I also feel like that's a super low blow. I feel like it's a really poor take when you're trying to deflect onto somebody else what they did wrong while your team is currently under investigation. Like, there's a lot of things that you could say about a lot of people in this situation, but I just don't think it's a good look to be pointing fingers at Mike Fires when you guys are under the thumb as well. And I just feel like if he would have said simply it was something he should have said in the moment, that's one thing. That's a valid take. Like, yes, that's best case scenario. But to call him a snitch, I'm not on board with. I feel like it's very aggressive. It's very accusatory. Yes. It's them's fighting words. I'm sure it wasn't even easy for him to say something at the point that he did, much less whenever he was on the team. So I just feel like that was a really bad take. And do you think that he doesn't, does Big Poppy think that Mike Fires doesn't feel guilty about it? Right. Like, right. I'm sure that he feels like maybe he should have done something, but I just don't feel like you get the right to say that he did it at the right time. Maybe he did it when he could. Yeah. I just feel like it wasn't a good look for Big Poppy to say that. And I mean, would anything have really else came out if Mike Fires didn't say that? I don't know. I mean, probably eventually, but eventually. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it would have gone on a whole other season. Two seasons. Five seasons. Yeah. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. My Pinky Power Play Award this week goes to Trey Young for scoring 50 points during the Heat-Hawks game. I like Trey. He's very special. He could play for the Thunder if he wanted. He's an OU player that I would be like... Let's look at a contract. Sorry, Blake. We can't mess around with you. I'll hang out with Blake. I just think he's so funny, and I know that has nothing to do with playing basketball. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be entertaining. Yeah, but he dropped 50 on Jimmy Butler, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So I actually have a not Tim Tebow 
for this week, and we got to talk about the Yankees' injuries. We already had some. Aaron Hicks had off-season Tommy John surgery, so that one was expected. Earlier, we got an update about James Paxton, and he has since had surgery and is recovering. But then it kind of amped up right before the spring training games, and Judge has been out with right shoulder soreness. And they say that he's almost ready to start. But I've literally just been waiting for a complete Aaron Judge healthy season. And it's just kind of scary to see. And maybe it's nothing. It could be nothing. But that was added in there. And then the big blow was Seve. They have completely shut him down for forearm discomfort in his right arm, and they sent him back to New York to see a specialist. He missed practically the whole season last year, so that was super deflating, and I feel like I felt super good about our starting rotation, and we've already had two injuries, and the season hasn't even started. And then I'm going to count this because CC will always be a Yankee to me, but he went on a trip to see the Northern Lights, and he was skiing with his family, and he thinks he tore his ACL. So, Yankees injuries. I can't do a replay of last season. I feel really bad for CeCe because skiing will do that to you, and it happens I know. fast. I know. He just and can't catch a break. Is Sevy the one that they said who has floaters in his elbow and I'm like ma'am one of your players has floaters in their elbow loose bodies loose body floaters in elbow and I'm like oh yeah and then he went on to say it started again after he started throwing his change up so I just feel like something I just feel like it's gonna be bad I guess and We already didn't have him all of last season, and our starting rotation went from Garrett Cole, James Paxton, Seve, and we just, and even Tanaka, I forgot about him. Like, I just felt like we had this good core of starters, and now the season hasn't even started, and we're already out too. It's so hurtful because I was feeling so good about our starting pitching to you. And then they were talking about how Miles Michaelis is going to get an injection and miss the start of the season. And he has a flexor tendon sprain in his right arm and that he was playing through it last season. And I guess the question to me is, is if this was, he was playing through it last season and I know he got some injections last season. What do we think the difference is going to make now? Because it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. And you do worry that there's a bigger injury, and we, I mean, Miles Michaelis is a big loss for us as far as starting pitching goes. I just don't think, if we're talking about the amount of injuries that the Yankees had last year, I just don't see how we could have another season like that and still come out the way that we did, I guess. Even just, like, the law of averages, like, you guys overcame so much. Yeah, I just, like... It's kind of a low blow. The savvy one hurt the most. Yeah, I saw that update, and I didn't even ask you about it for a couple of days because I yeah. knew that 
we needed to have some time to <laughs> walk it re- off <laughs> to reflect because yeah. that is hurtful because you already have in your mind kind of how things are going to start and you are right about judge you have been dying for a healthy season and this and- is how it started last year too you were like he's big hurt and they're not saying anything yeah and now it's just it feels like groundhog day yeah i mean the judge one like i would say sevy being hurt hurts me the most the judge thing concerns me the most just because there's already everybody saying he doesn't have a baseball stature so everyone's saying he's always going to be hurt because of his size. And I'm like, no, it's not true. But then I look at every season <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, is it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that hurts. I'm like, way to make me overthink everything in my entire life. Maybe it is just a little soreness. Maybe they're big liars. I haven't decided yet. I don't know. You're always pretty right on, though. Which scares me, but I guess we'll see. My Tim Tebow I'm Excited Award goes to us for jumping back into recording. It was fun to take a break. It was nice to take a break, but I also missed recording, and I'm excited about baseball. I'm excited about talking baseball, and I'm excited for playoffs, NBA playoffs, and I'm glad to be back to recording. I'm curious to see how much, like, cat activity and storm activity you can hear in this recording. Oh, my gosh. I know you can hear Jasper just like, (laughs) It was a wild Sunday night. Okay. (laughs) Wild Sunday nights. Yeah. Our game recap was wild, too. We were like, (laughs) we're just very happy. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't take very good notes at all just because it was so fun. I was so engrossed in watching, and I was just having fun. I feel like my (laughs) notes are in our group text. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) The Thunder group chat. (laughs) Yeah. 